Welcome to AM Best Audio. Higher repair costs, labor and supply chain issues, and rising fatalities are among the ongoing challenges affecting the results in the non-standard auto insurance segment. Here to discuss these issues in further detail are two contributing authors to a recent AM Best report on the topic, Associate Director David Blades and Industry Research Analyst Nishida Mabu. David and Nishida, welcome. Great to see you. Thank you so much for joining us. Great to see you, Lori. Thank you, Lori. David, it's been a challenging 30-month run in this non-standard auto segment. Can you take us through some of the underwriting results and pinpoint some of the trouble spots? Yes, Lori. I think, you know, over the 30-month period, like you say, you know, you've had inflationary pressures that have really put even more pressure on non-standard auto writers to, to you know, write, underwrite profitably uh, in this segment. And, and we've seen also just rate inadequacy concerns that, that kind of have plagued the, you know, that industry or that segment uh, for a long time. Those have been kind of the key contributors. Then, as you mentioned, you have, you know, supply chain issues and you have rising labor costs, especially, you know, you know, from the standpoint of the labor market, you know, and where it's going and that's pushing some of the claim costs uh, that are being, you know, dealt with by private passenger auto uh, and non-standard auto um, insurers um, alike. But what we've seen is that from a combined ratio perspective, when we start looking into the underwriting results for the non-standard auto riders, you know, over the last couple of years, the combined ratio has reached over a 110. And we haven't seen consecutive years where we've seen that high of a combined ratio for this particular segment. And AMBES looks at the its specific um, composite of non-standard auto riders. We haven't seen that kind of performance consecutively since 2000 and 2001. So it's been a long time since all of these types of pressures have really kind of focused on uh, and, and really hurt the results of the non-standard auto riders. In particular, and when you look at the combined ratio, you look at the, either on the loss ratio side or on the expense side, it's not the expenses that have really been hurting non-standard order riders. It's really been the loss ratio. Loss ratio, the last couple of years, as I mentioned, when the combined ratio is going over 110, loss and loss adjustment expense ratio has been over 80. So that means over 80 cents of every dollar of earned premium that's being brought in is being paid out for claims and, and related claims expenses. You know, and then when you look at it on, from an operating uh, standpoint, you know, to try and offset um, the, the underwriting losses, investment loss, the investment gains, earned investment income, just hasn't been enough to really offset the rising losses that we've seen uh, in, on the underwriting side. And that's really kind of what this marketplace has been looking at. You know, through the first half of the year, like I, as I mentioned, you know, the combined ratio being over 110 for the last couple of years, it was 111 through the first half of the year. So again, it's still trending in the same direction, although we may see over the second half some of the embedded changes, the push for higher premiums, and, and some of the underwriting initiatives that have been undertaken. You know, we may see some movement or some improvement over the second half, but through the first half of the year, we hadn't actually seen that manifest into a meaningful change from a combined ratio perspective. Customize your data experience. BestLink now offers an interactive company dashboard that provides company-level intelligence in a fast, user-friendly interface featuring interactive tables, charts, and Sparkline performance histories. Customize the dashboard tiles to prioritize the insurer ratings, data, and analytics that best support your workflow. 
AM Best. Our insight, your advantage. Nishida, how does the non-standard segment's underwriting performance stack up against those of standard insurers? Yeah, Laurie. So the performance of non-standard auto insurance compared to standard um, insurers have shown a consistent uh, performance, and it's very weak. Um, like David said, if we look at the trend, it's uh, very notable when we look at the combined ratio. And um, in historical terms, the non-standard insurers haven't matched their performance with uh, their standard counterparts in terms of the underwriting practices and how profitable they were. Um, we did see some progress during the COVID because of reduced road activity, but in the subsequent years in 2021, we've witnessed a decline for non-standard insurance and standard insurance in 2022. Um, I would say non-standard insurance face higher um, operational costs due to increased transactions, and this poses a challenge if they wanted to want to maintain um, efficiency. The smaller non-insurance uh, companies, they um, have higher um, fixed costs, so the larger ones who are acquired by larger companies are able to manage those difficulties better. Competitive pressure remains very high for non-standard specialists, with major companies like Allstate and State Farm acquiring these entities. And despite the progress that we have seen, like David said, um, we might see a reversal of this recent trend because of increased um, competition and the current market challenges of 2023. Um, despite such pressure, non-standard um, companies, they continue to generate their revenue from financial and service charges. And this approach is, um, is going to help them uh, balance the increased expenses, and this will offer some financial strength amidst higher loss and expense ratio. David, how would you categorize the non-standard segment's overall premium growth over the past five years? I think over, over the past five years and even beforehand, um, the premium growth has actually been very consistent. If you look back over the last 10 years or 10 or 11 years, it's been very consistent, but it's the last two years that we've really seen a spike in the overall premium, direct premiums written for the overall uh, market segment. And that's really because, again, the recognition of the deterioration in the results and the, the deteriorating trends, companies have really been pushing for rate adequacy. They've been really trying to drill down on, on the issues that they have in their, uh, within their books of business. So we've really actually seen um, for the last two full com uh, um, complete calendar years, we've seen the premium go up even further. As we drill down, we look those premium increases, even from a quarter to quarter basis, if we compare quarters of, of each of the last several years, and this is taking 2020, obviously, out of the picture, um, you know, we've seen consistent increases um, in the premium. So there's no question that the companies are really, from a rate adequacy perspective, trying to address what they know has been a deficiency from an overall book and the fact that the premiums have not been keeping up with claim, uh, with claim costs and, and just the rising trends from auto severity in, uh, in particular. You know, it's unfortunate that what we've seen, as, as I mentioned earlier, from the overall results combined ratio and the loss ratio, that the premium premiums that are going up still have not uh, been sufficient enough to kind of offset what we've seen in the rising claim costs. But, you know, as we see more momentum in that direction, we may start seeing the, the beneficial uh, manifestation of some of these, uh, the drive, excuse me, uh, to, to increase premiums. Uh, David, what does the report indicate regarding reserve levels for this well, segment? 
so I'll, I will say this is a positive for overall from uh, you know for a, um, a market segment that's been struggling from a profitability perspective when you look at prior year uh, reserves they've been mo very modestly deficient um, less than 1.5 percent of earned premium or annual earned premiums and that's that's relatively low uh, from the standpoint of, of um, adverse development. It's been actually even better in the last couple of years in terms of just very, almost, you know, very, very, you know, modest or, or minimal adverse development. And what that's showing with the results actually deteriorating so much more in the last couple of years, but the fact is that the reserves or the prior year reserve development has actually been even or, or modestly unfavorable, that shows that the real problem that non-standard autos uh, riders have been having has been in the most current or the most recent accident years. And again, that's a lot of that has to do with inflation, a lot of that has to do, like I said, with some of the other fundamental issues and structural issues that have really been affecting uh, these companies. But as you know, so it's a positive that prior year reserve development um, has been you know, relatively modest and the fact that hopefully uh, for for these insurers, uh, if again their their moves from a premium uh, premium side uh, to increase their accuracy of their premiums, and if also the moves to really address underwriting issues that they've pinpointed within their books of business, as they start to take hold, you may start to see again some improvement in the overall results. David Nishida, it's been a pleasure. Thank you both so much for joining us. You're welcome, Lori. You're welcome, Lori. That was AM Best, Associate Director David Blades, and Industry Research Analyst Nishida Mahbub. For AM Best TV, I'm Lori Chortis. Looking to get the attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms to do just that. Whether it be AM Best TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day, find out more by contacting our Advertising Services Business Development Team at 908-882-1706.